0: I get thinking this story before. I had a college professor. He said, every marriage that ends up in divorce, on the day of the wedding, one of the couple knew... It wasn't going to
1: last.
0: The marriage was not going to last. Damn. <laughs> but before yeah. we got married, I told her, I said, you know, I had a professor <laughs> I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the wall is falling, but I keep
2: my head up the- I see the world before me. I know what changes is coming. I hear the world is falling. So I keep my head
0: off We break into everything. We break
2: into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. we breaking Hello and welcome to the Biobreaker's Corner podcast, where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today, I'm joined with my guests here, Mr. and Mrs. Decker, and our topic is the journey. Please introduce yourselves.
1: Hi, I'm Pinky Decker, and my husband, Kendall Decker. Say Hi.
2: Hi. Welcome to the Briar Wickers Connor podcast. I am so happy that you guys are here to do this with me. It's been busy. and since I am with them, I had to do it with them because if I leave them, they're all so busy. You can never get them. And time is very important to them. So I appreciate you guys for taking time out.
1: Thank you very much for welcoming us to your platform. We really appreciate it. And we're happy to be here and conversing with you and your audience.
2: Thank you. All right, let's get into it. The journey. Season two is all about relationships. And I just want us to talk on how you guys found yourselves, finding yourself individually, and then coming together, how has it been like
1: I think we're all evolving every day. Mm -hmm. There's not a true defined moment. And I will quote Michelle Obama. One of the things she said that I really appreciate and stuck with me from her book is becoming. I think we're all becoming and we're all evolving. Definitely was in a different space prior to relationship and prior to marriage. Continue to grow within myself and growing in my marriage. But definitely the two meshing together, trying to marry the two together, but also so being separate because for me really this whole thing about finding yourself has always been important to me before marriage or before Kendall proposed I was not in a place where I was ready for that level of commitment mm. so I think he was there before me which I appreciate because for me maybe this is a cake to think this way but I think it's nice when the guy is ahead of you in mm. that level of commitment right. so it's not like I was chasing after him I needed to grow in love with him so I was resilient resistant to the love that he was showing me for many reasons, whether it's because I was dealing with family issues or my own immaturity or figuring myself out. So definitely there's been a lot of becoming that has gone on within me and continue to grow in my marriage and in my relationship with myself really. Mm-hmm. So that's like a summary of the whole finding yourself. Thing. Really, I don't think it's ultimate like, oh, you know, I woke up one morning at 25 and that's when I found myself. And I said, yes, let's get married. Or when I had a child or when I graduate from a certain level of education, or no process or whatever. So it's not defined for me, really. Mm-hmm. I think it's continuing to happen,
0: you know. Basically, I discovered a lot of things in terms of going out, traveling and stuff like that. Those are things that I enjoyed, but somehow I didn't do those things when I was single. Somehow, in terms of my professional life too, I kind of also got into that in the relationship. Yeah. So for me, basically, I think I discovered more about myself when we were together.
2: So it seems like there's a learning in each phase of your life that you were in, whether it's in the relationship or. Outside, I guess that's something people need to know and understand that there's always that learning, and you have to give each other the permission to grow. Because not that he doesn't like traveling, but both of you coming together was important for him to help him in that aspect of knowing that part about him that, oh, I enjoy travel. Because I know when you guys are traveling, he already has all the maps set up. You just fucking and go,
1: right? Yes, he's a planner, <laughs> right? Yeah, and he wouldn't have known yeah. that. I Pick out the countries and he plans, and your plans and right? I just go along,
2: so and he wouldn't yeah. have known that about himself. So.
1: Ability to take that on and enjoy it. So I think really going back to what Kendall was saying, I think we've been fortunate in our relationship. A little history of our time together is we've been together for about 13 years and Kendall and I have known each other since I was maybe 15. We grew up in the same surrounding. We knew the same friends. Our acquaintances were very similar. So we had that opportunity of just knowing each other then. But then 13 years ago, we you know we started growing in our friendship and ultimately became closer. So so, you know we've been together 13 years we dated for five years we did it for three we were engaged for two and we've been married for eight mm. so we got married I was 25 Kendall I think you were about 28 right 29 so time has been on our side and I think we've really allowed time to reveal a lot of things mm. to us um, not a lot of people have that opportunity I have friends now who are meeting their partners in their 30s and mm-hmm. so within like two three years they've gotten married and one or two kids so mm-hmm. we've been really fortunate really to have time on our side and we watch our relationship also take all these different dimensions through every phase the three years we dated is totally different from becoming engaged and the expectations that level of relationship bestowed on us and then being married for the first eight years and so every phase in our lives we You know, I think we've discovered new things about ourselves Mm -hmm. and about our our relationship. So we've been fortunate to really have time to process all of that before parenthood too.
2: Mm -hmm. And I remember when he first proposed, you said, no, you were not ready. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How did you feel, Kendall, when she said no? (laughs)
0: <laughs> really?
1: Joyce, you had to say this one, right? I
2: yeah. No, I have to say because in our previous podcast we were talking about rejection, you saying no, Pinky, it doesn't make you less a man. But some people take it to heart and grieve about it and cry about it and it hurts them. So that's why like I just want to bring it out. How did you feel?
0: Obviously I was not happy. I think I moved on pretty much immediately. It was not something that I put in front of a relationship after that. I was sad at that moment, but I pretty much moved on almost immediately. If I can go back and remember the time, and I just act like nothing had nothing. happened the day before. It took, probably well, a year? I don't know. Or a year and a half. And you uh, tried again. <laughs> well, at that point, she was asking for it. <laughs>
1: why did you say no? So my recollection of that situation is it wasn't just a blatant no. It was no with a valid reason for my end really. Mm -hmm. I think we had a very deep heart-to-heart conversation and for my recollection it went like this you know I know you love me very much and I love you too but this is not something that I want at this moment and at this time Mm -hmm. yes at like 22, 23 being proposed to what was my 23 year old thinking then? I was definitely very young and very mature but I also needed to work on me and I needed to work on my heart and my mind and my mm-hmm. soul and my spirit I was on a journey with myself I needed to be in the same level of love and commitment and passion and maturity as he had I mean mm-hmm. Kendall is probably one of the most matured guys I've ever met in my life right. like because as we all know women just matured a lot faster mm-hmm. than men so at like 25 when he was proposing or 26 when he was proposing to me Most guys don't do that at that age. You know, Mm -hmm. that's when they're kind of like trying to figure themselves out, dating around and all that stuff. I was impressed that he was there before me, but I wasn't there. And that doesn't mean I'm going to be coarse and saying yes or feel pressured. And Mm. it's like a ring, you know, yeah, Yeah, we're dated at least three years prior to that. So you will think like I was ready, but I wasn't. And it's okay to say no. It's okay to know that you're not ready for anything in life Mm -hmm. and stand by the way you feel. And as long as you have a valid reason. So it wasn't like no, I don't want you to. It was, no, I'm just not there yet. I appreciate this so very much, but I just need to work on some things. Let's Mm -hmm. give it another shot. Let's work on ourselves. So I think because of my presentation to him, even though he may have felt disappointed in that moment, but it helped ease us into taking a fresh look at the next day and carrying on. Like, it's so funny because even during our three years of dating, we never break up. There was never ever like, oh, we had a little break for like, Three months or four Mm, months. So we mm. had these little bumps in the road, but it was more like, okay, give each other space for a few days Mm -hmm. or. Let's get back to it. Let's just face a new day, turn a new page, right. revisit this conversation again and stuff. So yeah, I mean, he was definitely disappointed. Like he said, I was asking for it again. Like, right. All of a sudden, I feel like our relationship
2: are <laughs> also taking different dimension in that whole year. When you were ready, you now ask for it. Because <laughs> yes. some people will still not ask; they'll yes. just yes. wait. It's like like nope,
1: I'm ready now. That's it. That's me. You know me.
2: So, okay. One of the questions I asked in my previous podcast is, would you have asked him out if you felt like you wanted to be in a relationship?
1: Knowing the kind of person that I am. Absolutely. yes. It Would absolutely not be like straight up. Can you date me? Mm-hmm. It would be for me, everything in all my relationships, whether it's professional or you know, intimate or even friendly or whatever, it's always been building blocks for me. It's not like straight head on. I've always been fond of guy friends and mm-hmm. things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. I will, I absolutely will. I'm one of those people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Kendall, would you have acted if she had asked you
1: out? How- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: some people feel like sorry to cut you some people feel like if the lady asks the guy out then the guy will belittle them so that's the thinking some people have
0: I don't see that that way. Like, she's counting 13 years. That goes way back to 2007. We've had different accounts of how we felt for each other that first hangout. Like, when you say you're going out on the dates, even if we had an agenda for that, we were just hanging out as friends who knew each other from Gambia. Then after that, she went to England and I went to town. I think. We came back and then we went to a movie a couple of times. But it was kind of weird because I don't think normal people will be going out to movies with the opposite sex. But she was giving me this impression that we were just friends. Maybe after the first three months, I remember taking her to my uncle's 50th birthday party. So shortly after that, then I confronted her <laughs> That okay, I think we should date. Okay. right? <laughs> she basically rejected her idea.
2: Oh, even the dating too? She
0: didn't give you that information.
2: Wow. Yeah,
1: the dating, I said no. Well, he texted randomly. He's like, I like you. We've been hanging out. And I ignored the text for like a couple of days. You didn't respond right away. No. And then we were going (laughs) to hang out. And then we had to talk about the text because then it was like the elephant in the room.
2: Wow. So
1: then we talked about the text. And then I was like, this is really nice. I really am fond of you, but I'm just not ready. And I wasn't going to say yes because I wasn't ready. So I said, if you love me, as you state, you will wait. He gave me an ultimatum. He said, well, I know you have a lot of guy friends, but you know, it would be unfortunate or sad for me to hang around and continue to hang out with you. And then all of a sudden you have a boyfriend. And when you said you weren't ready to date. So... I think we held each other to that agreement. If I was ready to date and if it wasn't him, I was going to make it known to him. But you know, that I was hanging out with different people, just platonic friendship. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you know me from school. Mm -hmm. I prefer, I think you're probably one of the closest girls that I ever cultivate. My relationship with females when I do pick my female friends do get very deep and I don't have too many of them, but Mm -hmm. I do have a lot of guy friends. He was going to join the friend zone, but he refused to (laughs) be in the friend zone. He made it known immediately. And I think, you know, Lot of the guys I do have as friends one time or the other will kind of try to stare in that direction but I usually mm-hmm. like put a halt to it and be like you're going to be in the friend zone but Kendall you know I definitely from the get-go knew this is something that will turn into something greater and bigger mm. but I think looking back all of those pauses that I took really came from a place of wanting to be sure because like I said Kendall and I have a lot of acquaintances and you know we all knew each other friends my sister knew Kendall you know I was friends with his cousin we just knew each other in the community Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have one of those kiss and tell relationship like date him and then a few months later the whole world knew and then it's not working out so Mm -hmm. I wanted to tread very slowly and carefully with him Mm -hmm. so I needed to keep him in the friend zone because this was also my opportunity to have Kendall to me without his cousin being around, like my sister being around and all those external noises. Mm. So I needed to get to know him as a person Mm -hmm. and give him the opportunity to get to know me as a person without all these acquaintances that we all knew and Mm -hmm. people start telling you who this person is or who that person is. So I wanted it to have no white noise in the background and just our time together, getting to know each other, create that friendship and then grow from there. Mm -hmm. So really my rejection and me saying no to all these different levels of relationship he wanted to get into was more like okay I'm still trying to
2: get to know you and you get to know me giving you that ultimate and telling you because Pinky has a lot of guy friends I'll tell you
1: I think he knew that
2: So that was showing how focused this person was. And you could tell that this is a serious person from an unserious person. And also big lesson here, ladies, don't be pressurized to say yes all the time. Oh, you want to date me? Oh, yeah, he asked me out, And you go tell your girlfriends and you're like, oh, yes, he asked me. How, what do I say? What do I say? Don't be pressured by your peers or the community or those around you. If you feel like you're not ready to do something, don't go for it. Just wait. People will be saying, you know, time is against you and your clock is ticking and whatever. But if you feel you're not ready at that moment, just say no until you're ready. If the person really wants to be with you, they'll wait. If not, they can always move on. And the right person who's willing to wait and will come at the right time when you are also ready. So let's dive into the marriage, growing from that relationship into the marriage. How has the journey been like?
1: Well, I thank God for our foundation. God is the center of our marriage. Mm-hmm. So when we decided to take this journey on, we made sure we set it on a foundation. Mm-hmm. We're planted in a church here and we're grateful for that community and the expectations they do have for people wanting to get into relationship and the process that it do put you through. We were able to go through those processes and we really thank God for it and the guidance mm-hmm. we receive in the church. And one of them is to be married by our pastor at the church is to go through through the prep for marriage class. We did actually took that prep for marriage class immediately after we got engaged and mind you, we were engaged for two years. So Mm. like, you know me, I'm okay with saying no. So Mm. I knew that even in that engagement, I can pull out and be like, this is Mm. not working. So I think in that process that we went through in church really did help define our relationship even more so and give us both assurance in our own individual ways that this is something we wanted to now enter into and really solidify. So Mm. we had to take a course that prep for marriage course was I don't know maybe like 10 weeks eight weeks I don't Mm. remember so you know it was a very involving class you know we were given homeworks we were given topics for discussions we were given individual assignments soul searching you know in discussion in groups so really even like during those times it was so much discovery Mm. of each other topics like sex finance children parenting you know it was all put out on the table for discussion right Mm. up front do you each want children like mm. if that's a conversation you need to have have it now because you can't get into a relationship thinking like okay check that box the next thing is to have a baby you mm-hmm. know or how do you guys think about spending and saving you know is one person going to be very lavish is one person going to be more frugal if mm-hmm. that is the case know that from the get-go so you know what those expectations are you know the prayer for marriage class definitely was our foundation there were a lot of takeaways from that course mm-hmm. so I'm grateful for it there was a lot of discovery so yeah our marriage has been set on the foundation and continue to be built on that foundation which is Christ
2: really I like that you bring that prep for marriage because what I've seen in the past is that people go for those classes when they already have a wedding date set and then they take those classes but I think it's very important to have that even from day one when you guys know where you're heading and you're like okay this is a relationship that is heading towards marriage I think then you start having those classes and you can even have it even when dating like just have those guys just to know each other because you don't want to get married and then you now figure out oh he didn't even want to have kids she's not good with finance or how that's when you start having that conversation i think that prayer marriage class is very important to have not when you have set a wedding date but like way in the beginning it really helps relationships
0: yes i think going back to that class it does help us a lot in terms of just how to deal with each other, how to understand each other, how to let things go. I was spending a lot of time at her apartment. She still had that kind of personality.
1: What kind of personality? (laughs) Can you um, (laughs) you please define this personality?
0: (laughs) She would get ticked off basically for every little thing in terms of, okay, you leave. So those things were addressed in the class. In a way that okay, is that the end of the world? If you're a spouse, you can take the trash out, or something like that. So, we were kind of arguing a lot for like little things. Mm. Um, I understand. I think that class helped her and that certain things are just not the end of the world mm. it's just not a big deal. In terms of the journey, I'm a much happier person being married than not being married. Obviously you're not gonna agree with your spouse all the time mm-hmm. but obviously I feel that being married makes me a better person. That's
2: awesome.
1: I think I wanted to say something really to piggyback on what you said about my personality. So yeah Kendall spending more time in my apartment. I'm one of those people if the power goes off, and we have no light source, I want to be able to walk around the house and still be able to locate everything because I have a mental recollection of where everything is. So if somebody moves the touch from like point A to point B, or they've moved a certain candle from point A to point B, it leaves me feeling like very insecure. <laughs> so 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 again, so Kendall moving around my apartments—that that is always like a certain way really was a ticking situation for me. So in summary, really that class, the greatest takeaway, which is what I would love to share in this platform is knowing that you are not marrying yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not in a relationship with just yourself. It's Mm -hmm. someone who is completely different from you. And I'm telling you, Kendall has made me such a better person, someone who's more tolerating of others, Mm -hmm. someone who's more given of others that personality really stemmed from childhood it's so funny coming to think about how did I become this person who doesn't want things all over the place when I'm the third child in my family I was like the most tidy person my sister is like the most inno person so it's like being told you're untidy all your life and now you have your own space and you just like have your grandmother's voice mm-hmm. in your head so I really needed to make sure like okay it's like she's watching me mm-hmm. or, you know? mm-hmm. so really just complimenting each other knowing that your weakness is that person's strength and their strength is your weakness. Right. I think I continue to see that every day and be reminded of that. Right. And, you know, he balances me off so, so, so very well and just constantly be reminded of that. Just continue to make me very grateful. That was one thing we discovered in that class. that You know, you're not marrying yourself. Yeah. Know that you are marrying somebody who's here actually to compliment you.
2: Yeah. yeah. Kendall, how did you <laughs> deal with her personality knowing the kind of person she was in the first place? Because you're very calm. Opposite. I think he's like All over the place Yes We're like split
1: so like, opposite
2: Because sometimes Some people will be like Oh you're very calm And she's very out there How are you guys Supposed to make The home be boring Or some kind of thing People come up with Different kind of things But how
0: were you able To deal
2: with Her personality
1: And you mean How I was also able To deal with Her
0: well basically in terms of where well, I try not to do things that will make her upset but obviously that's impossible the very long time in a relationship when we're upset we'll argue and then we'll just laugh really? Really? <laughs>
1: a fight and then all of a sudden I'm like why are we even
0: fighting and we start laughing yeah but time just went by so fast to be honest I think both of us just tried to accommodate
2: I guess that's the understanding in the relationship yeah. when you get to understand each other but I
1: also think over the years we've been fighting as the years roll you start fighting differently too Yeah. you're bickering about yeah. like things now that are completely different from like those petty stuff yeah. it's gross really it's mm-hmm. like those growing pains you have to go through and mm-hmm. that's why I said time has been on on our side and we're grateful for the growth that our mm. relationship and the different dimensions because we have arguments and by morning we squash it or like a day later we've even forgotten mm-hmm. I'm like why did we fight again <laughs> you know but before we will fight and like we will go into our individual caves and just be there for mm-hmm. like a day or two or even like few days Was but that like
2: early on in the marriage yeah
1: you know but now it's like we'll fight in the evening by like bedtime I'm just like oh okay go to bed and just hug and that's it you know (laughs) just like oh man did you guys
2: go for therapy those days
1: well not necessarily like go for therapy for those things but we had different setbacks in our relationship and some of them stem from just family dimensions and things like that where we had to get support from outside Mm -hmm. and just talking to us and giving us redirection Mm -hmm. or help us see within ourselves from our individual backgrounds and how the decisions we make in our own family now that we're starting in our own relationship stem from our upbringing and things like that and kendall's always been open he's the one actually who's more open to like looking for a counselor or a therapist Mm -hmm. and things like that and always staring me in that direction yeah we've had to individually and together
2: just to buttress on communication actually because like you guys really communicate very well and i saw this other day it says no i don't want to be loved unconditionally I want to be shown when I am treating you less than you deserve. I want you to leave if I ever start making you promises I do not see through. Love me for my flaws, yes, but don't you dare ever allow them to hurt you. And people are in relationships where they are afraid to even tell the spouse where they went wrong because of the arguments that they'll have and that going to different rooms and separating yourselves. Like people start getting afraid to say, oh, you did this and it really hurt me. Tell me more about how communication is so important in relationships and marriage.
0: Well, what's hot and when you don't communicate well and you just say something that's comes as a surprise to the other person, it can hurt the other person. And in the early stages of our marriage, we had some rough moments, as she said. The most important thing is your love for each other. That's what sustains the relationship when you go through very, very difficult time and never hesitate to seek help when you need help if you really want to fight for the love that you have for your spouse we pretty much got to understand how to communicate better mm-hmm. and let each other know exactly how we feel when we think that we are not happy ever and you try to do it in a respectful way, of course, that's mm-hmm. not hurtful to the other person. And I think communication is the most difficult aspect in relationships. You just have to try to communicate with the other person when the situation happens. Don't come back two weeks or three months later. Mm-hmm. Say, right. You, you, you did this the other day, and this is why right. something happened. <laughs> so always try to deal with the situation now. I think it's always better. And there yeah, is no perfect way.
1: Even today, I don't even think we're still perfect. Oh my God, so much work in progress on that end. You Want to
2: talk about the communication?
1: I think Kendall is definitely better. I don't want to call it a female brain. Sometimes I have these little sparks and stuff. I'm <laughs> like, ah! Okay, but you know me. Like, I have to put it out there in real time too. So sometimes it don't always come out right. But it may seem like a spark. But once the flame comes, it's like done with. So, yeah, I don't have the ability to like keep things in my head and be like, okay, I'll talk to him about it like next week or one week or two weeks from now, because for me, I'm all about real time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So and sometimes you don't always come out right. Really, you know, I think we're all guilty about that more times than none. But like I've already made it known. So Mm -hmm. he knows what my intentions are about that particular situation or feeling or thought that I have. But I think also just always checking in with each other. Yeah. Because sometimes even that basic question. Question. How are you doing? our worlds are still in what we do professionally too. And sometimes we can both be going through individual stresses professionally that one or the other may not understand. It's not like we both work in finance or even anything mm-hmm. close to that. So sometimes we bring those external stresses into our home and into our marriage that you don't even know that you're exhibiting it in your personal life, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's being short, being impatient. And I can be guilty of that sometimes. Kendall's more level-headed with the way he handles stress and things like that. So I see myself going up to that level. And so sometimes he will check me on it and he kind of like, okay, I need to pause and redirect. Mm. Yeah. So checking in with each other. I don't always come home and explain my entire day to Kendall because he doesn't have a sense of understanding of what my world is professionally. Mm. And I can only try to imagine what his world is professionally. But I think just checking in with each other and sometimes he's talking and I'm completely doing something <laughs> else, but I've already started the conversation. <laughs> Same here. I could be telling him about who who and who annoy me or what's going on. I know that he's listening, but he's doing something yeah. else because he doesn't have a sense of, but we started the conversation. Yeah. And that in itself, yeah, I think it's already like a release. You yeah. Know? So he has the background information yeah. that if I'm just like annoyed right now, something just went on at work or whatever. Yeah. But really trying to separate those worlds as best as mm. you possibly can, because you don't want them to interact too much because they yeah. can be disruptive of each other. Your are professional, your are personal, you're intimate, really always trying to check in with the other person from time to time and just don't assume they're OK. Right. Yeah. Because I'm more verbal and vocal in my feelings than Kendall is. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, he might have suffered a setback or disappointment and he's not going to Say it up front, you Mm -hmm. know, and he still will not be emotional about it or displace it in other things if I don't ask, How are you doing? Or sometimes I can eavesdrop on a conversation Mm -hmm. and I'm beginning to have a sense that something is
2: going on in the background. Mm -hmm. And when he's done with that conversation, I'll check in. You know, that gives us a room for communication. I like the fact that you guys both understand each other. I've known you guys and the way things have been with the ups and downs and things, but there has been that understanding between you guys. Would you have been able to understand each other more if there was
0: no friendship before the marriage? It's definitely much easier Mm -hmm. that we had been friends
1: well, they say the first five years in the marriage is the hardest and that is the riskiest for divorce. Hmm. And I believe that because really, even though we were together for two years, dated for three, been married this long... Like, even though we were together five years between dating and engagement Mm -hmm. before marriage, marriage took a whole different dimension. There were like so many new things we discovered about each other in that first two years, especially with our backgrounds, our families and stuff Mm -hmm. mentioned together. Mm -hmm. And some of those other challenges we were both bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. So time has been everything really mm. but I feel like the first five years we were able to weed out a lot of things mm. even like really getting to know each other our personalities and stuff it's like you have to study the person you know yeah. we still discovering each other every day yeah yeah definitely the friendship the foundation but again like I said not everybody had that opportunity to mm. do that just because we men men you know we're all chasing different things or getting into a relationship mm. much much later so we were fortunate to really have that but yeah I have friends to date for like a year, get married, a baby, another one, and stuff. So I see the difficulty sometimes in those relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, encouraging them to just know that it'll get better. It'll yeah. get better. I'll get better, you know, yeah. just being somebody who's been through all the different stages somehow.
2: Yeah. Know? Do you guys plan your year like, oh, this is where we want to be in the next five years? This is where we want to be in the next 10 years.
1: I think we do, but it's very fluid. It's not like this one sit down, let's mm-hmm. have a conversation mm-hmm. and plan the year, especially in Early years of relationship, we love going on walks, and most of our building blocks and foundations to what things we want to do are conversed during those long mm. walks and stuff. So aimless walks, really, we just go around our community. We could be on a drive. We do have those conversations, and that's when you know we put our thoughts
2: on the table for each other to know what's going on in mm. the background. Yeah, it's not like oh, let's sit down. We're having a family meeting. <laughs> However I mean mean, can do that
1: We do plan the travels I'm like This year This is me Over dinner This year we're going here Here and here Make it happen babe Make it happen Because you love to travel So those talks Are definitely more defined (laughs) As far as you know What we want to do Yeah Yeah I think aspirations We just let it flow really
2: And I've seen how you guys Have really supported each other Like in terms of The journey At some point You were studying And he was working Now you're working And he's studying Like there's that understanding because some people will just be like, oh, I'm married now and that's it. But you wanted to continue doing what you wanted to do. And especially in our African communities, is like the man should always be working and providing and the woman will be at home or doing something. But I like the fact that you guys gave each other that grace. You want to do this? Go ahead and do that. And it just shows how communication is important and how it's great to be in the same place and understanding each other, you know, and not just, oh, I am the man of the house, <laughs>
1: Or I am the to, woman of the
2: okay, Exactly. Yeah. You know, I want to do this. But how did you guys come to that point where you're like, we need to understand each other so that we can flourish in this marriage?
0: Go all the way back when she was talking about those walks you can say I am the planner I have those works I will say when we get married we're going to buy a house in Maryland or if we're able to buy a house we'll get an apartment somewhere so we don't really sit down in the meeting to plan but it just happens going like works and stuff like that she was in school when we were dating she graduated shortly before we got married and after that she decided to go back again it just happened spontaneously around that time I was still working my company job and I, I just started my soccer club so I just held to my corporate job as long as I could mm. while I on my soccer club uh, mm. football and
1: soccer football right
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then basically I support her as much as possible and when she finished I was comfortable enough to quit my corporate job while I focused on growing my business mm. so this thing just happened naturally we don't really talk much about it it's just like okay you have my back me it's guys who adventure or something else.
2: Yeah.
1: One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Amos33. Can two work together unless they agree? Mm I think that is a foundation for us. You're not in competition with the person you're with. Right. You are their teammate. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some relationships appears to be really competitive. So I really try to make sure, we try to make sure even without discussing it, having that mutual understanding that we're each other's keeper. And really, as you stated, we really have to take turns in our journey of self-improvement and Mm self-discovery. And sometimes it means really that other person in quitting their job or mm-hmm. taking the hit to work two jobs while mm-hmm. the other person work very minimal hours to really focus and having more financial resources going towards that person's dream mm-hmm. or goal. So really, yeah, we have taken turns and we just iron sharpens iron is another quote that I love very much. You know, we just keep sharpening each other, sharpening each other and just taking turns in our adventures really. It's been very fluid in that direction. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, OK, your business is up and running. I'm going to quit the second job, take one or two courses. Okay. So once he's there, I'm like, okay, time for grad school, Mm -hmm. you know? So really sometimes I think without really talking about it, if I was supposed to finish grad school in 2015, I finished grad school in 2017 Mm -hmm. without even thinking about it, but it's because like 2014, 15, 16, I'm working two jobs. So Kendall can kind of focus more on soccer and having those resources go Mm -hmm. towards that And then once he was done and up and running, now it's time for me to go to grad school. Mm -hmm. And then I barely was making anything for three years because Mm -hmm. Kendall just had my back. I literally just worked two days a week and was in school five days and just killed it. Mm -hmm. And he just held the fort throughout those times. And then now it's like, okay, we're done with school. His business is up and running. And then, of course, he wakes up one day because he's a visionary person. Mm -hmm. He wakes up one day and be like, babe. So I'm beginning to research schools. I'm going to grad school. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, sure. You know,
2: so now we're kind of back in that phase. I just want to reiterate on what you said that marriage is a place where you guys support each other and it's not that you're in competition with your partner. You're there to work things together out. It's not like he's the man and I'm the woman and so he has to do everything manly and then I'll just be at home and just be the wife and he's the one doing everything. But it's about supporting each other and you guys have really, really shown that and having each other's back is so, so important. You guys are not in competition with each other. That's so important for people to know. Also, marriage is not the end of growth or mm-hmm. learning. It doesn't mean that oh, once I get married, I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to learn anymore. That's when you even grow the more. And if you yeah. stop learning and you stop growing, things are going to get sour. To piggyback on that, I
1: think you have to be responsible for yourself. Do not get lost in another person. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I strive hard to make sure Kendall retain himself and I retain myself. Mm-hmm. But we married the two together
2: while it's growing while too. growing you know mm-hmm.
1: individual work we continue to do on ourselves mm-hmm. and so sometimes some people have a lower voice than others in their vision Kendall's like blah blah blah. this is what I want to do I will probably tell him this is what I want to do but not be very elaborate about it mm-hmm. but Kendall would like he has the plan laid down and he's gonna follow through with it but guess what tomorrow he has a different plan like completely different so it's like trying to balance that as well mm-hmm. can be crazy sometimes but you have to sustain yourself you have to be vocal about what you think what your thoughts are because personalities sometimes come into play and so some people get lost in their relationship Mm -hmm. so you really have to try to be vocal just because you're a wife now your definition is not the next thing to be a mother I mean that's great that's fine if that's what somebody chooses to be but I think as women and especially the mother and woman has a lot to offer has Mm -hmm. a lot in their minds Mm -hmm. a lot of vision but sometimes those things can get drowned in their partners and i think the same goes for men too Mm -hmm. you know you might be in a relationship with a woman who's very visionary and stuff and that man might just be like you know that doesn't mean that person doesn't have aspirations or goals or dreams or desire taking turns is important but don't get lost in the process really
2: what encouragement or advice can you give to couples that are going through this journey and they're finding that, oh, my God, I'm in a relationship, but it's hard or I'm in the marriage, but this is hard. What encouragement can you give them to just continue this journey? Because I believe that once you find a right person, marriage can be easy and it's beautiful once you're with the right person. What can you say to encourage someone that is in this
0: It always starts with not to settle, not to lose yourself in the marriage. Mm -hmm. So like to get him or her to understand you. You guys have to try to understand each other. If it's not happening, seek external help, seek counseling, whether it's professional counseling or pastoral counseling, because you don't want to just suffer in silence because you can't do certain things or whatever it is. Mm Going back to the start, do not get married because you are getting to like 40 or a certain age when you have some doubts and when it's not the right person. Basically, I had no doubts when I was going into my marriage. I was 100% sure that this is what I want to do and this is the person I want to be with. I think to start with, you've got to be at that stage. And if you're at that stage, I am sure you have a very, very big chance to make it through difficult times. Because difficult times are going to happen. It's easier to quit when you didn't go in and you were 100% sure. I gave Pinky this story before. I had a college professor. (laughs) He said, every marriage that ends up in divorce, on the day of the wedding, one of the couple knew... It wasn't going to (laughs)
1: last.
0: The marriage was not going to last. Damn. (laughs) One person went into the marriage
1: having some doubts, and that, still.
0: you know, this is not my person, but I'm going through this because, <laughs> you know what, maybe he or she is H or whatever. Right. So, probably right. I mean, it was kind of like a joke. But before yeah. we got married, I like, told her, I said, you know, I had a professor. <laughs> Said, to me. Every marriage that <laughs> ends up in that divorce. Ends up in divorce. Oh, at, least at least one, one
1: person has a doubt. So he was checking in. Do you, you have a doubt? Because I don't. <laughs> <He said. laughs> so for me, it's several things really being true to yourself having values that you're not willing to compromise mm-hmm. I know relationship in any form there needs to be some compromise because when I say being true to yourself I'm not talking about having this list of he needs to be five seven or seven six mm-hmm. he needs to be fair skin. he needs to be a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer or you know an artist those are all superficial things mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people hopefully are beginning to realize that because because when you are in that relationship with that person you're not going to be waking up to Mr. Cutie because you actually stop seeing their face all you see now is really who this person is right. so staying true to yourself because really that list if you have that physical mental list it's not who you are there are a lot of reasons why you have that list but it's really not because I think people are deeper than that mm-hmm. so really knowing what your values are if you want to have a Christian marriage, if you want to have a loving relationship, if you want to have a relationship that builds you up, or if you want to be in a relationship with somebody who's a visionary or somebody who, when you're dating or knowing them is somebody who uplifts you or is kind to others, somebody who's forgiven, you know, all of those things, those are the values I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Nobody mm-hmm. is like perfect. When people say, oh, you know, when we were dating, I didn't see this, that, 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 trust me, like in my, psychology class one of the things i learned is that people really do show you who they are you just choose to ignore it and you know yeah. this whole statement about love is blind and stuff yeah. like you know if you're with somebody and they're just blowing up for no reason none of that you might be working with somebody who's very hot temper here you know mm-hmm. is this something that you might want to work on point these things out to the person and know that this is something that you would not want to leave with mm-hmm. you know that this is your value like this mm-hmm. is something that's near and dear to your heart that mm-hmm. you want this person to work on that stuff but people too many times let go stuff and they just think it's like oh you know we're in a lovey-dovey relationship it's cute da, da, right. da, da, da. so when they're amongst their family they carry themselves a certain way mm-hmm. none of us comes from a perfect family we all have dysfunctions but there are just certain things you know if there are right. certain dimensions that you're noticing is within mm-hmm. that family and you know maybe bring it up Conversation, You know, let's talk about this and stuff because it could be that family is the most important to you. So knowing who you are, I'm not talking about Christian versus Muslim or whatever. There are people who are in very loving relationships that comes from different Different. religions, you know, that's not even the problem. But I'm just saying that if, again, your relationship with God and your relationship with your spouse is something that is very important to you, then bring that to the forefront of your dating or getting to know each other and stuff. Yeah. Yeah because that's who you are because you feel like if you're going to be in a relationship and this person doesn't have that sense of belief Mm -hmm. that might create some emptiness in you in that relationship Mm -hmm. it might bother you later on and Mm -hmm. you don't know where the marriage going downhill why it is truly it's because there was something in you that was not fulfilled because you didn't bring it to the forefront to discuss and really say this is what's valuable to me this is what's important to me so really knowing yourself having values that you're not willing to compromise and bring bringing them to the forefront and laying them and say, this is truly very important to me. Mm -hmm. How can we meet halfway? I think there's still compromise in the process because the person now knows what's important to you and Mm. they're willing to work with you or tell you that that's not important to them, you know, or how can we make it work? So um, those are some of the things for me, again, knowing that you're not marrying yourself in summary, from what I said before that you are marrying somebody completely opposite and really God sent this Mm -hmm. person because there's so much in that person that you don't have within Mm. you Mm. and is here to bring the best out of you, really. Mm -hmm. So finding the strength that is within that person that is indeed your weakness Mm -hmm. because there is something in everyone that fulfills another person.
2: It's not when you are in the marriage that you start speaking up about things, but speak up from the beginning. And I guess people do not talk about things because they're always like in a rush to get married or I want to get married. My clock is ticking and all of that. But having these conversations right at the beginning helps you in your journey.
1: I think too, going back to that point, because of migration, or just the way the world is going people are moving from point A to point B and Mm -hmm. a lot of people are entering into relationships that are different from their tradition different from their upbringing and so we come from the same background so even some of those traditions we didn't have to work through them Mm -hmm. and even though we're from different tribes and stuff that itself is a different dimension Mm -hmm. but I think when people enter in a relationship with someone who's completely different their thought process their upbringing their cultures, their values is different it makes it even harder so if when even the shortest time that you are dating that person if you don't make known what your values are if you don't make known how you see certain things something Mm -hmm. is like hey if we do have a son would you like the boy to be circumcised or not (laughs) you know, in my work, I've seen people holding the circumcision because mom and dad did not discuss it. And I'm the nurse trying to get them to decide, like, do you guys want me to call the doctor? Mm-hmm. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just a joking example, example, but really I'm like, mom is of this culture. Dad is of this culture. Now you have a son and dad is saying, I don't want the boys to size, mm-hmm. And mom is saying, no, I want my son to yeah. size. And we could be there for hours and days. And they just seemed like a lot of friction going on yeah. in that room. I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. So really, right. you know, do you want the children baptized, even though you might be of different faith and stuff. So really bringing those conversations in the forefront. So people just marrying from different cultures and backgrounds makes it even harder, you know.
2: This brings us to the second segment of the podcast, which is highlighting a barrier breaker. Since we're talking about relationships, I'm kind of related to what we've been talking about. And I want to highlight Ebenezer Brown. He's a young guy in The Gambia that came out recently with an amazing, amazing song. If you have not listened to it, go and listen to it on YouTube or AudioMac. It's titled XO. If you've listened to the podcast, we've talked about how five years ago when we started Barrier Breakers in The Gambia, we had this vision and plan that all the youth that came to the camp talked about and decided what they wanted to become in the future or what they see themselves in the next five or ten years and he was one of the persons that came up and talked about what he wanted to become and he talked about law and he talked about music and he's in that field right now and he's doing amazingly well both in the music and the law and one of the things that he talked about which really caught me was the scripture that he talked on he said in First Corinthians 13 10 he says but when the perfect comes the pasture will pass away and he was saying that Once he found Christ, he realized how much confidence he had now. He realized so many things were going away and new things were coming, like growth. And the way he is as a human right now is way much better than what he was. I mean, you guys being together, there are certain things that has changed and shifted in your relationship and marriage now that when the right person came along, you bloomed beautifully. And I want us to talk on having the right person by your side? What it means to you?
0: It makes me a better person. I found myself or I discover more about myself and more better things about myself in our relationship. We kind of discover things together. I think life is just more beautiful, whether you are in a relationship when you're dating or when you married. And a long time ago, when I was single, there were many times that I wished that I had someone. So I think being with the right person is the best thing ever, especially at this stage in their life. It just show you how beautiful love is.
1: So for me, it's using the, it's the analogy, flower. We are each other's flower. For a garden to bloom, you have to water it, you have to get out the weeds Mm. and things. So I think it's constantly watering each other through the various seasons that we have both encountered individually and in our marriage. It's just always making sure you're attentive to that garden. Just knowing that you have to water each other every day, you have to try to sustain as the gardener and as the flower. I'm sure the gardener is happy when their flower is blooming. Likewise, you know, Mm. the flower brings fragrance, it brings new growth it grows again as the seasons change yeah. so for me that's like the analogy in our marriage and what it continues to do to me as a flower and as a gardener
2: we have Lee who's your daughter she is my gutter so <laughs> so you're a little biased <laughs> <laughs> and she's so beautiful like it's perfect timing she's really awesome i love her <laughs> <laughs> because
1: so you much. are her second
2: mama so <laughs> i know i love her so much she's amazing. And this takes me to the third segment of the podcast, which is the LTT, Let's Talk Tuesday, which is no longer out there, but maybe eventually we'll start it again. But we have questions that we ask, and this is one of the most Uh-oh. controversial questions that we it's had out there that people were talking a lot maybe about. Maybe a it. question
1: that I probably choose not to answer, but now you're
2: going to ask
1: me in this
2: podcast, and I can't get out of it. No, I think you'll love this question. Okay. On a first date... Who should pay the bill? Oh, God. And why? And during courtship, when should couples start splitting the bill?
1: Oh, you shouldn't have asked this question. (laughs) Because Kendall has a whole journal. Really? Yes. (laughs) Really? Oh, my goodness. Go for it, baby.
0: Maybe 10 years ago, I had a different opinion. But I think on a first date, whoever is comfortable. Like if I ask her out, if I'm the host. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it.
0: If she is the host, then yeah. it's okay that she pays.
1: I love that, baby. What an involvement. Uh, on
0: our first date, maybe I must have rejected the offer to pay the bill. Hmm. I was a scooter. But I remember on the second and third and fourth or whatever date, you we know, split the bill. But Sometimes someone, someone
1: has to snatch the, like, bill, because if it's not snatched, we literally are, like, harassing the waitress, like, take both cards, like, you know, wow. I'm like, take the other card,
0: so... I think we solved it in a way where I said, "Well, we're not going to split any bill. If yeah. you pay, you pay. If I pay, I pay. yeah."
1: I, I think that's kind of how. So I think we
0: only split bill like once. Once seven, or twice,
1: yeah. A hmm. certain yeah. time,
0: and then I was like, "We're not splitting any bill. Either I Gender pay." And I was or not happy. Pay. Yeah.
1: Either you pay or I pay, and that's how we came to that so compromise. Yeah. Either
2: you pay or pay. That means if you say let's go on a date, or yeah. if you both decide to go on a date, anyone can just pay. And
1: I think as we started hoarding each other, we just started planning different things. So So he'll be like, oh, let's go to the museum or something. Or I'll be like, let's go to the aquarium. So whoever suggests something tends to like flip the bill. Mm. I think that's kind of how it was. But then I think it got to that point where like I stopped paying. I'm like, well, I guess it's my boyfriend now. (laughs) To me, I'm too much of an independent person. I'm too much of a strong headed person. Our first year in relationship, it was a friendship. Right. It wasn't like we were dating and he was courting me and taking me out Mm -hmm. and like impressing me. No, no, no. I wanted him to be like, you know, we're friends we're just having a good time let's go and have a good time this is the expense let's split it it's because I really in my head I wasn't in that relationship yeah while he was trying to be a gentleman and stuff but I wasn't accepting that which was fine you Mm -hmm. know Kendall is one who's like he's just big with compromise and he just meets me halfway all the time so
2: I love his response because on social media I wasn't seeing that It's like on the first day, this person I'm supposed to say and any date, I would love all expenses to be paid by him.
1: Really? And then you order <laughs> My- lobster and you <laughs> like all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I could get him gifts
2: and maybe when we get married we will split bills. Another person said for the first year he's paying all the bills because they are like trying to find out who you are. But I like his response. If you say let's go out if you pinky ask that we go out then you foot the bill. If he said let's go out then he foots the and bill. And that was
1: a compromise really. Kendall mm. wanted to pay the bill all the time but again because our relationship did not we didn't start as in like let's be boyfriend and girlfriend mm. or I want to be with you right away. It was more like a friendship that turned into a relationship. I think I came in with that expectation like you're not going to be asking me out this many times because we started hanging out almost every weekend, every other weekend this is getting expensive Mm -hmm. and we both like going out you know Mm -hmm. we had good times we went to really great places that require money
2: right so it all boils down to that understanding being there any final words
1: no i think we have the final word (laughs) (laughs) the final word Yes, but thank you for having us. We're not perfect, not even close to. We are a work in progress. We continue to evolve, to discover. And now we're parents. There's a whole new dimension mm-hmm. our uh, relationship has taken on. Right. And We're grateful for it because it's another opportunity to grow and to discover each other as parents now to Kenley. A whole different ball game, y'all. Mm-hmm. A whole different ball game from like being married for seven years and just being with each other. Yeah. Different level and different set of expectations yeah. because now I expect him to be a father and a husband, mm-hmm. and he expects me to be a mother but, uh, and a wife. So it's a different level of expectation, which is great. It just yeah. don't see it as like bad thing. It's just an opportunity for growth, and he's helping me greatly. You know, oh yeah, i
2: that in my
1: parenting, and I hope I do the same because we both approach yeah. parenting in a different way and yeah. we're just here to sharpen each other really and yeah. giving the best to Kenley you neither of us are perfect so, so yeah, yeah that's the parting word continue to grow in each other and be open
2: and Kendall has been really amazing, being really supportive when it comes to Kendi. He's just oh, amazing.
0: He's For Mr. Her. Mom,
2: seriously. It's not just I love my child, but showing that you love her and just doing stuff. I've seen that and it's pretty amazing.
0: Maybe I've never said this before, but I think it's kind of unfair to moms when dad is just doing the same thing that mom's doing and people are amazed at the dad, like, oh, he's such a good dad and We're both parents, that's how I say it. We're just helping each other to raise our daughter.
1: I wanted to have a father for the child that I was going to bring into this world. And my main goal was that when I leave, if I don't call, they'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) That's it.
2: Like I mean, you've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've
1: seen me go to work it's like oh god I haven't talked to them all day but she's yeah. fine you know she may not wear the right kind of clothing they might be two different pieces of clothing but she's <laughs> fine she did just well you know she's said
2: she's fine yeah. she's not crying I think
1: she's yeah. even happier because he's just the chiller parent. and you just did a job. video
2: call so she's like yeah. that's my video mommy <laughs>
1: that's it you know I think she's even much more attached to Kendall yeah. than me which is just perfect yes. yeah
2: we love that you know I like what you said we are both Parents. So it's not like you made her yourself. It's not like everything is on you. I like the fact that you said that we are both parents. And so we have both the responsibilities, not just paying for her school fees and doing stuff for her, but being there with her and spending time with her. Thank you guys so much for this amazing conversation, for spending time with me. Thanks. I love you guys and I really appreciate you for doing this with me. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank it's you. Just...
1: We love you. Bye bye.
2: Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breaker's Corner Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions Suggestions and compliments to the BB Corner Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the West Africa.